Join Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin for a new monthly edition of the Capital Ideas Podcast. It's your look inside one of the world's largest asset managers. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Invest 30 minutes today. American Funds Distributors, Inc. You know, it can be hard to see the challenges that people we work with every day are going through. Invisible struggles like stress and burnout, caregiving for a loved one, or being misunderstood. But insight, awareness, and empathy will help us better see the issues they're dealing with. And that can make us and our companies healthier, too. I'm Holly Robinson-Pete. Join us on The Visibility Gap, a new podcast presented by Cigna Healthcare. Download it wherever you get your podcasts. You know success when you see it. Or you think you do. The people in the spotlight. But what about those small business masterminds who succeed at making their money work harder? They do that by having a business bank account with QuickBooks Money, which now earns 5% annual percentage yield. Making your money work as hard as you do? That's how you business differently. Learn more about QuickBooks Money at quickbooks.com slash 5APY. Banking services provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Only funds and envelopes earn APY. APY can change at any time. We're happy to say our next guest is Shana, or rather Shana Sissel, founder and president of Banrian Capital Management. So Shana, it's been a pretty tough time to forecast really over the past year or so. I mean, it's never easy. Uh, the, the mood is very bearish right now, but the actual stock performance in the U.S. is not actually all that bad. It doesn't seem to quite match the bearish mood. However, the stock market and the bond market both seem to be predicting troubled times ahead. Will they be right? I think they will, and I'll tell you why. The economic data has been perfectly good, as a matter of fact, better than good. Uh, The most recent August job report was excellent. We've had good ISM manufacturing and service uh, data. Consumer sentiment isn't great, but spending has held strong. So there's a lot of reasons to be optimistic on the strength of the economy. But I think what the market is pricing in and what you're seeing in the way investors are reacting to this information is that This emboldens the Federal Reserve to continue to be aggressive in their tightening and continue their hawkish stance. And Federal Reserve Chairman Powell just recently uh, from Jackson Hole talked uh, in his comments. He said he expects there to be pain through this process. Hmm. And I don't think we can overlook the fact that he used the word pain in his comments as if... uh, saying he expects the Fed to act in a way that will likely push us into an economic downturn. Um, And he may be right. He might be wrong. If we somehow do manage a soft landing, it's probably more luck than skill, because a lot of what will drive that is not what the Fed is doing necessarily. I I do think the Fed can be too aggressive, and I think that they intend to be. Uh, But also some geopolitical events and uh, economic okay. policy before, overseas. Yeah, before we go off into that, uh, the, the, the interesting thing is that the Fed's actions may uh, get at inflation, um, and it may you know, take the U.S. economy into recession, but it's also going to boost the dollar, which will hurt as well. So it's almost like you know, there should be a little give and take rather than just a complete you know, crushing of inflation and accept all the costs. 
Well, I think that the Fed is just really focused on inflation. They really want to see it come down. They, they have that number at 2%. I think it's unrealistic. I'd, I'd like them to say something more in line of we'd like to see it trend down to, say, 4%, and then we'll kind of ease off the gas pedal. Uh, I think they're very fixated on that 2% number. And that means they will continue to act this way. They've also re, um, reiterated not just uh, uh, Powell, but also several members of the Federal Reserve have continued to reiterate that they intend to stay aggressive longer than I think the market had originally thought, because they want to see inflation um, be tamed, but also stabilized so they can avoid some of what we saw in the 70s, where you'd see it come down, but then it would go right back up. And there wasn't a lot of price stability. And they're very focused on price stability. And they feel like they can do this because employment's been so strong. Uh, I think if we start to see a massive yeah. change in that, that that will be the, the thing that will make them pause. Now, looking at what's been going on with the Federal Reserve, uh, my question really here here is, given the nature of the inflation and how some indicators are suggesting a move to the downside in, in price rises very quickly and indeed heaven forfend, but did Jay Powell go Volcker just at the wrong time? Uh, potentially. I, I think that the Fed doesn't have as much control over this. Uh, they can definitely bring down the demand side, but a lot of the key drivers of inflation are on the supply side and they're outside of his control. So there's definitely reason for concern to think he's making a policy mistake similar to what Volcker did in the late 70s and 80s. So it's a difficult environment. Uh, people, investors, are being drawn to companies that uh, benefit from inelastic demand, uh, companies that would be less affected by a slowdown. So I know healthcare has mentioned a lot. Where are you finding that in your own picks? So one of my favorite stocks right now is a firm called Lidos, and it's a, a, a U.S. government contractor, but not in the sense of it's not defense cybersecurity, military health solutions. Uh, anybody who's been to an airport here in the U.S. sees Lidos all over the place because they they have the um, the contract for all the security um, technology there. Uh, it's a very interesting stock. It's relatively recession-proof given that uh, the majority of its business does come from government contracts. Uh, has a very intriguing health solutions division, both civilian and military, trading at a very attractive multiple about 14 times with mm. uh, 1.5% dividend, generating a lot of cash um, and has had strong revenues, strong earnings uh, the last few quarters. Uh, so this is a name that I really like right now that I don't think a lot of people are paying attention to. Uh, it's two other names I really like. Um, uh, Camden well, Property one's a REIT, Shana. One's a yep. REIT and the other's a semiconductor company. Tell us yeah, about them. Yeah, those are, those are much more controversial. The REIT, uh, Camden Property Trust, this is kind of a play on the fact that we have not seen the worst of rent increases and rent inflation. Uh, home prices up 18% year over year, and rents tend to be about a year behind, and lots of pricing power for landlords right now. Camden's in prime geographies where we have a lot of people moving to uh, the Sun Belt, Texas, the Carolinas, and Florida. Um, and so it has very good uh, lease renewal rates, very good rent payment rates, 
prime properties, it is a bit expensive, but it does have an almost 3% dividend yield. So I think mm. it's attractive here uh, in a defensive play. I have a question for you, but for disclosure purposes, um, you're in all of these stocks that you're talking about, right? So that the uh, listeners know. I actually only own Lidos. I don't own the other two. Oh, interesting. Okay. Uh, so uh, among these areas, uh, you, you've, you've talked about REITs. Um, we've talked a little bit about, um, you know, suppliers for, for airports and maybe defense. Uh, people generally also look at staples and utilities. Uh, but are some of these areas already getting a little expensive in that people are already there? Well, Lidos is trading at 14 times, so uh, forward earnings. So I actually don't think it's expensive. Uh, a lot of these names are overlooked, uh, even a name like Marvel, which I actually do really like. And while I haven't bought it in my personal portfolio, it is in portfolios that I um, uh, advise. Uh, so I, I do want to just reiterate that I personally don't own it, but I do advise on portfolios that do. Um, that's another one that's trading below its um, peers in the space. It's at 19 times forward earnings. So I don't actually think these are particularly expensive. One of the things that stands out about all three of these is none of these are large cap names. And most of them are not, you know, the Apples, the Amazons of the world, which is why I think they're being overlooked. Uh, but yeah, some of the bigger names I do think are expensive, uh, which is why I'm kind of looking at some of these uh, more overlooked names. Shana, thank you so much for joining us. Shana Sissel, the founder and the president at uh, Banner and Capital Management, getting her uh, market outlook, her take on the uh, Federal Reserve's actions in their battle against inflation. The countdown has begun. This May, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg, held in conjunction with our official partners, the Qatar Ministry of Commerce and Industry and Media City Qatar and premier sponsor QNB. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections and gain unique insights. Learn more at QatarEconomicForum.com.